1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelsner.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelsner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who wanna know what really works with social media. I'm super excited about today's show. Today, I'm going to be joined by Mari Smith, and we're going to explore a bunch of new Facebook features and what they mean for marketers. I also have a really cool tool, a really cool tool that I'm going to share with you. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and share that with you right now.
1: After mediating a crocodile family dispute, look at what Michael Stelzner discovered
0: do you have a website or a blog and you often wonder how does it look on a laptop? How does it look on a tablet? How does it look on a smartphone? Well, I've come across a really cool tool, thanks to my friend, Leslie Samuel, and it's called Quick Tools Screenfly. And um, I'll tell you how to get to it in just a minute. But first, let me tell you what it does. You go to, well, actually, I'll tell you how to get to it. You go to Q-U-I-R-K- Tools.com slash screen fly F L Y and you just simply enter in any URL from your website. And then you have all these options that come up on the screen. You can say how does it look on a 10-inch notebook or a 12-inch netbook or a 19-inch desktop? How does it look on a Kindle Fire HD 7? How does it look on an iPad? How does it look on a Samsung Galaxy tab? How's it look on a BlackBerry, a Samsung Galaxy, Apple iPhone four, Apple I- iPhone five, a Razor? How's it look on uh, a television? How's it look with the scroll bars turned on and off? How does it look rotated? What's really cool is um, one special capability they have. When you go there, it looks like a little eyeball, and you click on it, and it says "Use Proxy Server." So what this does is it forces it to actually run it through a server. And this is really helpful if you have a special plugin like WP Touch Pro, which um, forces some of your um, mobile clients to see a different version of your website. So I turn on the view through proxy server, and then I can see exactly how this renders on all these different mobile devices. Now, it is a little bit buggy. It's not perfect. For example, in my case, it'll work for a few seconds properly loading up the... uh, the mobile uh, version of my site, and then boom, it'll it'll freak out a little bit. But it's good enough to be able to at least run a quick test if you're hearing from some of your readers that your um, site doesn't look right on their Android or on whatever. So definitely a killer tool. I've never seen anything like it. It's totally free. QuirkTools.com slash Strongly suggest you check it out. Now I've got something else I want to share with you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. With that, let's transition over to today's interview. You're going to love it with Mari Smith. And we're going to talk all about some of the new Facebook features that you need to know about.
1: To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest.
0: I'm very excited to be joined today by Mari Smith. If you don't know who Mari is, you definitely should. Uh, I call her the queen of Facebook. She's the world's leading authority on Facebook marketing and has authored two books. The first is the new relationship marketing book, and she also co-authored Facebook marketing an hour a day. Mari, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Mike, thank you so much for having me back.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's been a long time, but Mari, if for those of you that are long-time listeners, she was on episode number one, and this is now episode number 51. <laughs> so um, today, Mari, you and I are gonna talk about what's been going on with Facebook. Uh, there's been a lot of new features, um, and when I say new in the last couple of weeks, and in some cases, the last couple months, that marketers may not be paying attention to, and we're gonna talk about that today. So um, first, I wanna ask you, It seems like Facebook is rolling out, most recently, a heck of a lot of changes. Do you think that this is in response to what's been going on with Twitter and Google, or do you think there's some other reason why there seems to be all these changes coming?
2: There's many reasons, Mike. I don't think it's necessarily in response to Twitter and Google+, but I definitely think that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and his entire team, they keep a very close eye on the competition. Now, they're late to the party. We're going to talk about um, uh, hashtags uh, a little bit in the conversation here. But, you know, there's many features that have been around for a while, and Facebook tends to be late uh, releasing them quite simply because they have just a much bigger machine. They they have a lot more complexity to deal with, and so that's one element is certainly to remain competitive, um, and you know just watching what the other big guys are doing. The second thing is you know being a, a public company, they absolutely have to you know make, help make money for the shareholders. And so I know there's been a lot of changes to the ad products, and every time I go on Facebook, it seems they're moving things around, like trying to get our attention. You can boost this post, or this post is doing well. You. Might might want to pay to make it do better, and so yep. really, most of the features, Mike, are you know, they the feature changes. They're are, like enhancements, right? They're enhancements, and 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 we've got to kind of get inside the the brain of uh, of Facebook, if you will, that the enhancements are there, um, you know, predominantly to to improve the monetization aspect.
0: Right, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. But the good news here for those that are listening is that a lot of these things are marketing. Techniques or tactics that can be employed that likely not everyone else is using. This this could be a way to stand out. And let's start with hashtags. Um, So, Facebook came out with their with hashtags. Uh, For those that are listening right now that don't know, first of all, what a hashtag is, I describe it as just something with uh, a pound sign in front of it um, and a word. But maybe Mara, you can give a little more background on what hashtags are.
2: Yeah, the real simple definition for your listeners is that it is a way to group conversations together around the same topic. So when they're grouped, then that means that they're easy much more easy easy to discover. And uh, to follow. And so we have them already on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Google, and LinkedIn. And so, uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, Facebook's late to the party. However, I got to tell you, Mike, I am super, super, super excited about hashtags on Facebook. Uh, I think it's a very, very welcome addition. Um, And so,
0: yeah. Tell me, why, tell, tell me why marketers should care about it because, um, yeah. you know, let's dig into that a little bit.
2: Well, for example, if you've seen the TV ads where back in the day, maybe two or three years ago, the call to action would be, you know, come and join us on Facebook and they'd give out the Facebook fan page. Now I'm seeing more and more TV ads. I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, I really pay attention to the ads as well. And you'll see that the only call to action is a hashtag.
0: Oh, and it's not just TV ads, it's TV shows too.
2: Yeah. Exactly. For
0: example, you'll be watching like America's Got Talent, or you'll be watching um, some TV show, and the hashtag will show up just for a little few minutes during the episode. Exactly. So, what are they trying to do with those hashtags?
2: Well, so I, I love the show. Throughout the summer, it's called So You Think You Can Dance. is wonderful, um, you know, just amazing, amazing dance talent. And, you know, there's this S-Y-T, whatever the acronym is for So You Think You Can Dance. And then, like you say, periodically for just a minute or two, there's niche. So there's niche um, hashtags within that show. And what they're trying to do is just to, instead of just dominating Twitter and now Facebook as well and all the other networks – Uh, with one main hashtag is that they can drill deeper and what they can do is they're actually in a way leading their own analytics. So then they can get in behind the scenes and go, okay, well, which one of these hashtags really hit a home run? Uh, And how can we do more of that?
0: And it's not just the hashtag itself that they're looking at. They're looking at the activity that spawned the hashtag, right? Correct. So so for example, um, during a key moment in the show or whatever, people Mm -hmm. are sitting on the couch with their smartphones and chances are pretty good, they see that hashtag and it's almost like a subliminal little symbol to them that says, hey, talk about this on the social networks, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Their smartphones and their notebooks, their iPads and whatnot. And now and I, I'm also loving uh, watching the uh, another element of the Entertainment industry, which is um, uh, pop stars, singers, and many of them have song titles that the uh, song title itself is a hashtag. Uh, Mariah Carey's beautiful, uh, Will I Am, Justin Bieber's That Power, hashtag That Power, um, hmm. uh, uh, Blurred Lines, hashtag Blurred Lines. And so it's just brilliant this is really you know musician musicians tend to be great marketers so we as business owners you know not necessarily in the entertainment business I really think that we can take a leaf out of their book and experiment with these hashtags and find just one or two or three that uh, can help us to kind of ride a wave, if you will. Or, uh, I know there's a term called news jacking. It doesn't sound very nice, but it's actually a very popular way to, you know, get your business in front of people that are talking about something anyway.
0: Mm -hmm. That's, that's from, uh, David Merman Scott's book, um, by the same name. So, so I guess the real question here is uh, hashtags predominantly when people see that they think of Twitter, right? And, um, And most people probably don't even realize that you can use hashtags on Google+. Right. But now that you can use hashtags on Facebook, it seems like they're becoming a ubiquitous way of bookmarking, if you will, a moment, right? Mm -hmm. That allows people to essentially see others that are talking about that very same moment or very same experience. Is that right?
2: That's a part of it, Mike. That's a part of it. What, what the beautiful thing about what Facebook are doing is these clickable hashtags. When you click on any, whether it's uh, you know on a, on a post or a comment, um, it opens up what's called the hashtag feed, and that feed displays other posts with the same hashtag now what they just recently introduced in fact in the last week or so is related searches so now not only will you see in that feed the exact verbatim hashtag but other similar ones and so for example I found uh, just this morning uh, a tremendous I I post mine with like Facebook marketing hashtag Facebook marketing Facebook tips I started to add in Facebook Mari because Facebook marketing Facebook tips are fairly generic a lot of other people are using them Um, and I happened Facebook displayed, when I clicked through, it displayed Facebook help as a related hashtag. And I click into Facebook help and I saw some fan pages posting with a couple questions that I could easily answer. And I quickly just answered them, which gave me a way to get in front of, you know, new people. Mm. Just, you know, the very few moments.
0: Okay, so what I hear you saying is that the Facebook hashtags are, uh, well, there's a couple implications. Let's unwrap here. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's generally individuals, people that are um, using hashtags, not brand pages.
2: Oh no, it's brand pages. Oh, Facebook pages, Facebook pages too. Okay. Both and both and yeah. And it's privacy aware. Let's just interject that it's privacy aware. Meaning if you post something on your personal profile to only your friends with a, with like a global hashtag, then that is not going to be surfaced by the public. Only friends can see that. I know that's a concern for some folks.
0: Okay. So, um, well, okay. So, I mean, there's a million questions rolling around in my head. (laughs) Um, first of all, this is a marketing tool because if you pick the right hashtag, um, when you're putting a post up on your Facebook page or your personal profile, other people that are also discovering that hashtag or beginning to track that hashtag, maybe an RSS feed or something might discover you. Is that kind of one of yeah, the angles you got here? It. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now, um, you said that Facebook, brand pages, Facebook pages can have a hashtag. I think a lot of people in their mind are wondering, okay, can I, can I schedule a hashtag in the Facebook scheduler? Can I schedule a hashtag with Hootsuite? Um, what about if it has more than one word? Is it smart enough to know which words are included or is it only a manual process?
2: So just like Twitter and all the other social networks, the addition of hashtags is something kind of that you append. I I like to put mine at the bottom of the post. So you know I'm, I'm making a piece of content. I'm writing up the description, and then I just add a few tags, maybe somewhere between two two and four. You don't want to overdo it. And some of the tags I use are hashtag like I say Facebook marketing, Facebook tips, Facebook ads, Power Editor, and then Facebook Mari, something like that. Dependent upon the keywords or the topic that I'm talking about in that exact post. So like, there's nowhere you go to register a hashtag, it's just as soon as you type the little hash symbol anywhere on Facebook it just automatically turns into a little clickable link. Now just to make sure everybody knows i know you have a global audience here mike and hashtags as of today you know are not live for everybody they're also not yet live on mobile however i highly recommend as a strategic marketer you know every business owner out there really really should be making good use of hashtags right now because even if you don't personally have them they're active for other people
0: will they be retroactive so to speak so like if you start absolutely okay Mm -hmm. So, um, but the key thing here is that if it's a one word hashtag versus a two word hashtag, and I know I'm getting a little technical here, but, mm. um, if you have a hashtag and a word, um, uh, in order for Facebook, like if you had hashtag social media examiner, those are three words. yeah. So, um, you know, if you didn't do it right, it would just be hashtag social, right?
2: Correct. I Correct. Mean, you cannot have spaces. No spaces and no punctuation. And I see some people making that mistake. They put a little dash in or a period, but no punctuation, no spaces. It's got to be all together. And usually you would make that, like if in the example you just gave, I would go, no, you know, capital no space, SME.
0: Yeah. Gotcha, it's gotcha. easier to read, yeah. Okay. Another question is, um, a lot of times on Twitter, people will take a headline Mm -hmm. of a blog post. For example, Uh, let's say I had one called 26 ways to um, make Facebook marketing, you know, 26 ways to improve your Facebook marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there any reason why I wouldn't want to have one of the words in the headline be a hashtag? um, If that single word made sense, like Facebook, or is that just far too broad? And that's you, why you want to have it at the end.
2: You know, I'm glad you asked this question because I kind of oscillating myself right now, but because hashtags are so new to Facebook and many Facebook users are not on Twitter and they're not even that familiar with what a hashtag is. So when they see it in their feed and it's this clickable link, I think it might be a little distracting. And so I my preference is simply to just add the tags at the bottom, very much like you do in a blog post. So you give them the headline, the content, and then, you know, down at the bottom is the tags.
0: So this is really an inbound marketing technique more than it is, because you bring up a very good point. If all of a sudden in the middle of your headline it's hot linkable, they might not click through to the end article or result that you want. That's true. They might just go on to the other feed and get and disappear, if you will, into the into the Facebook mist. Mm -hmm,
2: (laughs) mm -hmm. That's true.
0: (laughs) So okay, this is good. This is really good. Um, Have you seen any interesting creative uses of hashtags uh, on Facebook in particular?
2: Gosh, um. Or
0: maybe some things you've been doing lately, other than just, you know, um, putting a couple hashtags at the end of your posts.
2: Yeah, I mean, just the one for me, and maybe others can emulate this, is like I say, the uh, Facebook marketing and Facebook tips, those were fairly generic, and I saw that what was surfacing is, you know, many of my peers in the space, and so I'm like, well, how do I separate mine out? And was when I'm in front of a live audience, you know, I was just speaking recently at an event here in San Diego, and I said to them, you know, you can just search for Facebook Mari, you know, just hashtag Facebook Mari, and you'll find all my posts there. Of course, it can just go to my fan page, but, you know, I might have, I might have put... Put the posts uh, somewhere else, like on my profile. So that would be one thing to consider. You really want to do your homework to just you know search on a tag and make sure that it's not got any weird connotations. And same as same best practices is on Twitter. Gotcha. Um, You can also go to Facebook.com/slash-hashtag/slash/whatever your keyword is. That every hashtag has its own unique URL. Oh, interesting. Drive traffic to it.
0: Oh, perfect. And you could probably put that into an RSS reader or something too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sounds to me as if the hashtag thing is still very young on Facebook. And the fact is probably most users have no clue how to use it, right? Exactly. So, so it is one of these kind of things that you should experiment with and um, kind of see whether or not it seems to make a difference or not. I would Is there any kind of uh, analytics that you're aware of yet? Has Facebook figured out how to kind of determine whether in, inbound traffic is coming from hashtags or anything like that?
2: Not that I know of, not yet, but here's the good news is what we're seeing right now is absolutely the tip of the iceberg and that's why I'm so excited about hashtags on Facebook because we are going to see for sure trending topics, leaderboards, the ability to buy ads to insert at the top of hashtag feeds. Um, and analytics. All of that is coming.
0: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, Next thing on the agenda here is the Facebook commenting system. There's been a lot of changes. Most people may not even really realize what's been going on, but lots of subtle little changes have been going on with the Facebook commenting system. Can you kind of address what some of those are?
2: The main thing is the reply to feature which has been around for quite some time in the Facebook commenting plugin that that plugin that people can add to a blog or an external website a sales page etc or you can take the plugin and add it to an app on your Facebook page. But so we've had that ability for quite some time and the ability to sort by social relevance or by chronological. So finally Facebook brought that feature to the main site and replies, the ability to have threaded conversations and reply. It was it was uh, briefly available on profiles. I had it in my profile for a while and now it seems to be gone. But on fan pages, you can turn it on or off. Some people don't like it on and it is a feature you can enable in, in your admin panel. You'll see it check box, enable replies. Um, I chose to turn mine on many months ago um, and there was a big frustration around it, Mike, where the comments would get all jiggled around and they'd be sorted by popularity and social relevance and not in chronological. It made it almost impossible to really follow and, you know, a conversation. So a brand new feature just uh, recently rolled out is this ability to sort, not that unlike the newsfeed, you know? Yeah, sort
0: by top comments or recent activity. It looks like the default is top comments or is it whatever you change? Too and it stays that way.
2: No, same okay. as the newsfeed. It's always going to be top, uh, top comments.
0: So this is quite interesting. Um, uh, we we also use it on social media Examiner, mm-hmm. and what's interesting is it hides the replies. So you have to actually click in to see if there's more than like one reply for whatever reason. It kind of groups them into a little folder so they can kind of get hidden. And the other thing is it doesn't work on the mobile platform. So exactly, which is very confusing because you have people commenting in replies on facebook.com proper, but you don't have any clue what they're talking about if you're on a mobile device, right?
2: Exactly. It's all jumbled up. So here's a tip for page owners. I mean, fans will do what they do, but as a page owner, when you're replying to a comment and you go ahead and you use a reply feature, just make sure to at tag the person or page that you're replying to, even though you're applying to it. It seems like kind of overkill, but I recommend that it makes it a wee bit more easy to follow on mobile.
0: Yeah, and we should probably note for those that don't know what Mari's talking about, um, you as a fan page uh, can hit the at sign and then start typing in the name of the person, right? Um, and that way they'll get, um, their name will be hot click linkable kind of thing. Um,
2: and they get a notification.
0: And important. and they get a notification. There you go. Do you know if they get notifications on normal replies?
2: You know, I'm not 100% clear on that.
0: I'm now let's talk about images mind. too. There's been more to comments, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The use of images, um, Talk about what happened there. What's that all about?
2: It's only for now. It's only in personal profiles. And you, when you go and hit reply, you can add an image. Now, it's coming to fan pages and it's coming to mobile. Actually, just a few days ago, I got a quick sneak peek. I don't know what I clicked on, but somehow I saw on mobile, I had clickable hashtags and I had photo comments. So I know it's coming. Very exciting. So as a business owner, so um, you know, a, a brand or a business, w- when it comes to fan pages, let's say you need to... Demonstrate to someone. Oh yeah, click on that box at the top right. You know, here's a screenshot showing ah, what I'm talking about.
0: So wait a minute. So, but is it available on the Facebook page or it's not? not? Yeah, oh, it's I coming, see. But just it's coming. Profiles. I see. So, um, does does that mean the users also cannot do it on a Facebook page? Correct. Yeah. Okay, just, just between friends or whatever, so yeah. to speak.
2: Yeah, but it's very eminent.
0: So. Yeah. I haven't really seen a lot of it being used other than like birthday stuff. I mean, what, how in the world, what's the application
2: here? Okay. So again, if we remember the top of the conversation, we were talking about things being, things being monetized by um, Facebook. So when you click on, or anybody clicks on the image in a comment, it pops up like in the light box and there's some ads on the site. So oh, it's another way for
0: Facebook those to Those rascals. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well that's that's quite interesting. I I mean, I'll tell you right now my prediction is I don't think that's going to be very popular because it's what a hassle to actually figure out how to get a picture into a reply. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it it could be very functional, like you said, for a technical support site or whatever that has to show a picture about how to do something. Um, what's the marketers take on comments? In particular, you know, for those marketers listening right now that maybe maintain a Facebook page. How should they be using this, I'll call, threaded comments, you know, capability? Yeah. Um, You know, what's kind of the best practices?
2: What I'm loving seeing is there's actually uh, politicians and business people. Uh, I've seen the Huffington Post do this, where you can say, in fact, I don't know if you do this on the Social Media Examiner, but you can actually say, okay, we are live on our page right now, and we're discussing, you know, XYZ topic, come and join us. And you have people, uh, your fans and your extended community post a comment under that specific post, and that thread, and, and you could also take the uh, permalink, which is the timestamp. It's a really important tip that not a lot of people realize you can do this, but if you hover over the timestamp of any post, you get the unique URL for that post. You can then shorten it and put it on Twitter, put it on LinkedIn, put it wherever, and drive traffic back to that one conversation. And so then, let's say it's for 30 minutes or an hour or two hours, Someone is simply responding and replying, replying, replying to questions or comments or the discussion. It basically keeps that discussion all in one place. Well,
0: yeah. Let me ask you this. Does it, do people have to constantly refresh the page or does it?
2: It it should automatically just appear.
0: Oh, see, this is actually good because you remember, Mari, back in the day, we used to have these um, Facebook expert Fridays on Social Media Examiner and we would literally end up getting the experts banned because... They kept That's putting so many posts on our Facebook page, so now there can be like this big threaded dialogue with mm-hmm. with um, people posting questions on your Facebook page, and um, one or more experts responding to those questions. Right? Because let me ask you: Can a user, like, let's say I'm the admin and I have you on as the guest, mm-hmm. um, and then I have like twenty different attendees or whatever that are leaving comments? Can you as a guest? Um, do reply or is it only admins that can do yes, the replies absolutely okay
2: reply show for for anybody fans visitors admins okay
0: mm-hmm. folks you heard it right here so now you can have Facebook parties
2: <laughs> <laughs> within
0: your comment threads and that's really cool I wonder if they'll end up doing deep threads like we see with uh, a lot of blogs and stuff like that or if it's just gonna be kind of this one level probably not Good point. not Good much point. more depth yeah. I would imagine
2: yeah for now it's one level
0: <laughs> okay Um, The next thing I want to talk to you about is uh, the Facebook cover image. Um, If I'm using the language properly, this is the big image that a Facebook page has. Uh, In the past, Facebook has been really particular, probably is a good use of words, about what could and could not be in that image. And they have since kind of lightened the reins a little bit. Can you talk about what has changed and how marketers are taking advantage of it?
2: Sure. Yeah. So the cover image is that giant a, uh, header and it's 851 pixels across by 315 pixels high, and that is really for visual branding. And there were certain rules when Facebook first brought out the timeline design uh, about 18 months ago now. And you could not have uh, your website, any contact information, any calls to action, or any arrows pointing to Facebook features like, you know, please like us, click the like button. Well, they did away with all that. um, Gosh, earlier this year, 2013. And the only rule that remained in place was it could not have more than 20% text well now just recently that rule was quietly just disappeared out of the page guidelines However, you know, it was really fascinating to me to see a lot of, you know, social media experts, Facebook experts getting all excited, hooray, Facebook's done away with the 20% text rule. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you've got to keep it visually appealing. I mean, you know, the, you know the drill, Mike, you come from a, a graphic design background. And so I'm a little worried that some people are going to go too, too nuts with this, you know, text all over the place and they're, they're going to make their image not look good.
0: Okay, so first of all, just so we're clear, um the changes are and i'm with you 100% on that the changes to the main um uh, these graphical headers are that you can you can now put the arrows and stuff back in there is you that can right put
2: arrows you can put all calls to action you can put websites you can put you know sale or you whatever you want it's fair game anything you want goes
0: now we probably should mention that um There's a little caveat to all this, which is most people engage with the news feed. So, you know, what should and shouldn't be done there? And what's your kind of take on that? Because it's mostly a first impression thing only for people. And and a lot of people end up becoming fans through like boxes and stuff, and they never even see that graphic, right?
2: Yeah, correct, correct. Well, well, a tip for everybody is to actually change your cover image regularly, because when you change your cover image, it goes out into the newsfeed. It does not get anywhere near the edge rank, or the the, the it doesn't get as much newsfeed visibility points, but it does get some, and it's just another visual way to get in front of your your um, market and on mobile as well. My recommendation is always, always include uh, a description, a call to action, and a link alongside like in the narrative in the description section of your cover image and you'll maybe change it once a month or so um, but you're right it's predominantly for new people coming to the page the only caveat is that the 20 percent text rule still applies to any paid products so you couldn't boost that you couldn't pay to boost that post when you go and change your image if it has more than 20 percent text
0: I see now um do you know any off the top of your head um, Facebook pages that folks should take a look at to see it done well since the change
2: you know that's a great question um and i'd be happy to look a few examples up for you that you can add into this uh podcast all
0: right post. cool that'd be great. We'll make sure to get those in the show notes yeah. all right one last question
2: mm-hmm.
0: graph search um there was a mm-hmm. huge to do and hoopla about this a, a couple months back, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I don't know if I even have Graph Search. What the heck's going on with Graph Search?
2: Okay, so you would know because the search box at the top completely changes and your name or your page name sits in the white search box. Also, when you go to type in any word or any name, you get a drop-down box with a whole bunch of other different different icons in there. For example, the hashtag has its own icon. Photos has an icon. Yeah,
0: I don't have any of that stuff. Wow, wow, oh, here we go. try I just typed in the pound sign and it says new, try graph search. I gosh, so this is something that people have to actively say they want to try. That is wow. bizarre. okay. yeah, because you know what I don't even have graph search and I just typed in the literally the the the, the hashtag mm-hmm. and it said try graph search, get Good. graph search. how how bizarre. See, you probably, you probably didn't even know this that, that you probably didn't even know this because you being Mari, of course, tried it 10,000 years ago. So it's interesting. (laughs) So those that are listening right now, you you probably have it and you just don't realize it. Type in the pound sign in the search bar. Okay. I have it now. Sweet. And I had to actually actively turn it on. All right. Tell me what I can do with this thing.
2: Well, and I got to tell you, the novelty wore off quickly for me because it actually was a little bit annoying, and I I wanted to revert back to the main search. However, I've kind of come back around a little bit. For example, um, an example I like to use is let's say I was looking for a real estate agent in San Diego, and I'm looking to buy a house whatever, and one of my values is spirituality. So I'm going to type in real estate agents in San Diego, Oh, and they also need to be friends of friends. So I'd literally say friends of my friends who are real estate agents in San Diego who like spirituality. Huh. And I can do that search and I can find four or five people. Now I'm going to ha- like handpick them and reach out to them. That's that's one use. So you can use it to surface um, four things. Photos, people, places slash pages um, and uh, interests. It will not surface a post, individual post. Not yet, yeah, but that will be coming.
0: Is this on the um, mobile app yet or no?
2: No, no, not on mobile. Gotcha. Um, another example is our, our mutual friend, Jay Baer, uh, just recently came out with a book and I uh, was writing a, um, a, a note in my newsletter and I wanted a photo. I knew Jay and I had a photo together at some point and I used graph search and I just went photos of Mari Smith and Jay Bear, Boom, immediately. And I, I, we could never have done that before with the previous search.
0: Wow. I just typed in photos of Mari Smith and I'm going to type in and, and I'm going to put, oh, first name, some of my friends are coming up. I'm just going to put in my name gosh uh and it'll probably end up oh there it is okay it found me <laughs> so um and it'll show me all sorts of pictures of look at that <laughs> that is totally cool okay now now some of you listening right now are like duh i've been doing this for months well <laughs> um for whatever reason believe it or not i had no clue how to do this it does fundamentally change the look of the whole nav bar at the top
2: it does it does and it, it that's the, talk that's the bit. annoying part huh it is annoying, I know, and I just like, you have to back out your name every time, but in terms of like a business application, um, you can type in, it's a little convoluted, so I'll say it slowly, but you could type in pages liked by people who like, and then put your page name in there. Wow. So for me, I put pages liked by people who like Mari Smith. And what that does is it gives me a search results page of the top similar pages, like like, there's a correlation
0: Huh, interesting. And
2: you can find like maybe the top three, four, five people. And I can see different people in here. Actually, funnily enough, not a lot of them are social media people. A lot of them are, are um, inspirational, motivational speakers. Then if you wanted to, it's a little bit sneaky, but you can then go and buy some ads and target the people that like these other pages.
0: Well, what's also interesting is you can refine your search. Like you can add other variables here.
2: Yes. So it yes. says, for
0: example, um, you just say, you can add something here, I'm noticing. This is pretty slick. I haven't really played with this yet. <laughs> awesome. Mari, um, gosh, I mean, we could go on and on for 10,000 more minutes, but um, I think this has just been so cool. And I'm hoping folks that are listening right now are like taking notes and trying out some of this stuff. There's so many things that Facebook has changed and so many things that Facebook will be changing. Um, Mari, if people want to learn more about Facebook marketing, they want to learn more about Mari Smith, where would you send them?
2: They can go to marismith.com and then facebook.com slash marismith and twitter.com slash marismith.
0: Mari Smith, queen of Facebook. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to share a lot of your insight with us.
2: My pleasure.
0: Well, that does bring us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I hope you got a lot out of that show and put some of that stuff to work. Uh, If you missed anything in the show, you can get the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 51. You can also leave your comments there. Also, uh, if you listen to uh, your podcast via iTunes, please do visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, we would love a rating and a review. Well, this does bring us to the, to the total end, the final completion of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world.
1: The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.